Welcome to Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 9, Episode 5, titled What Comes After. I assume they're talking about what comes after Rick Grimes in this episode? Yeah, yeah. You got you got BG and AG, before Grimes, after Grimes in the series. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, there wasn't any BG. There's the, he's, he was time immemorial, but now, now he's gone, question mark? Yeah, to probably come back later, I assume. I did not. I thought I th- for some reason um, I'd got into my head that Rick, I knew that he was going to exit the show. I mean, that was the big rumor uh, going into the season. And uh, I was plugged in enough to The Walking Dead to, to know about that. Uh, and I really thought that he would go out and the finale, you know, the midseason finale, right? Yeah. Uh, if not the season finale. So I was genuinely shocked when uh i i thought they were going to pull some miraculous escape and then he died in some kind of mundane way or from it i don't even really know what was going to happen um did you kind of have the similar kind of like dawning realization of holy shit they're going to kill rick crimes here because they're they're pulling out all the stops with guest stars and whatnot yeah and this this is maybe the most walking dead way it could have gone is yeah. to pull the punch at the end like yeah, you know, pull out all the stops and say something big is coming, and then not actually do it. And it's not quite a Glenn dumpster fire mm-hmm. because they they're like that. If if it was the same as a Glenn a Glenn dumpster fire, that he would have gotten blown off the bridge, and then we wouldn't see him for another season and a half. Yeah, and then he comes back, and you know he's chilling with Jadis and Trash Heap two point oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, it's like at least they, you know, I, th- I thought the, because uh, my first thought when the bridge blew is like, I'm not sure he's within that blast range, the way they staged this. But, you know, it's The Walking Dead. Who the fuck knows? And then when I saw, you know, him at the side of the riverbank, I'm like, ah. But, yeah, it's, I thought that this was a very powerful and effective episode by Walking Dead standards. And then we got to that and, like, uh, all, I, I don't know. I It's it just... Mm, a little it's a little act of cowardice there i thought yeah i mean i i mostly thought this episode was good um all the things like bringing back shane and sasha and all those characters mm. herschel uh all that stuff really worked for me the stuff that didn't work is uh just it, this is a nicotero based uh directed episode rather um yeah and so a lot of the things like day and night not lining up are mm-hmm. sort of uh, symptomatic here in this episode. It's not yeah. it's not the day and night stuff, but it's like, where are people? How do they communicate? How do they get to places? Things like that yeah. that just don't yeah. fucking line up. And then I don't know if Rick has like brain trauma along with his rebar injury or if he's <laughs> just bleeding out and he can't think straight, but... Doesn't he do exactly what he didn't want to do? What he said would actually destroy the entire uh, community that he's trying to build here? Yeah, there's a line where he realizes is if the if the herd gets across this bridge, they're going straight to hilltop. And yeah. I think it's more of like the bridge is not worth more than the hilltop, and we need to to take. I, it, it's like this this supreme well, but, sacrifice but of himself and his there. vision. 
Yeah, he said exactly. But I, but I'm it, not going to lead them toward the bridge. I, I can't but let I think, that happen. That's the thing. It's like that's the Nicotero magic. Like he's got this uh, him fading in and out of consciousness and kind of warping around. And like I think that Rick, when he woke up in the labor camp, he was like, "Oh shit! I can't believe I'm here." Yeah. Uh, like I did the exact I did the exact wrong thing. So yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it was a little a little messy, and it is weird that like it seems weird to. S- Usually that's a, a hero decision where it's like you sacrifice your own life or your the the the, the keep alive the dream you yeah. know and Rick does both he sacrifices his own life and his dream of a better future in one fell swoop in one act um, but I you know it's funny because I was just thinking the whole time when I started realizing oh god this is Rick's death episode it's like man this is exactly what they do to everybody that dies it's just yeah. so much more impactful when you have the actual history there. Right. And when you can bring, like, John Bernthal, who's just clearly delighted to be sharing the screen with uh, Andy Lincoln again. Like, they're just having uh, so much fun resurrecting that chemistry, and he's do- getting in his old, ask you some, Rick. Uh, and I was too, man. I, I was wrapped up in that scene. Yeah, and Herschel and, like, fucking Paradise Farm. Like, it's, mm-hmm. the, you know, like, uh, they're that they're generated real emotion because I really like those characters. And, you know, calling back to the whole Shane versus Rick philosophy. Yeah. Um, like, that, they have so much history to pull from this character that it, 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 like... And I also think that, honestly, taking two years off of the show helped, too, because I wasn't freshly angry about all the bullshit that we've gone before. So I was just able to, like, you know, have this time with one of my favorite characters Mm -hmm. um, and a really good actor um, getting a send off that he deserves, Um, except for I don't know if he deserves to be still somewhat chained to this property. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he gets sent off, but not to the not to the great beyond he's sent yeah. off to wherever the hell that helicopter goes yeah and it's too damn bad because like i do feel like there are fresh signs of life to this show um and also the other thing that gives like man the flash forward at the end here uh has a lot of promise and potential too like you know what would you skip another three four years into the future it's gotta be like six or, i'm assuming I, it's like six years yeah i mean Jude could Judas be anywhere age. anywhere between Five and nine. I'm not yeah. really good at placing, especially Hollywood kids' age. But uh, like, yeah, if she's five, then maybe they just went for two or three years. But she's nine. Holy shit, we've gone through an epoch. Yeah. Uh, and I'm and you know, it's an interesting place to fridge the governor, or I'm not sorry, the governor, the Negan. Sure. Um, because like, I thought that was kind of an interesting place to put him, and then we're going to skip forward. X amount of years and like what's that going to do like what's that going to continue to do to this trajectory there's a lot of interesting stuff ahead and it's it's a damn shame that uh, they 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 broke Andrew Lincoln before the season and I guess he wanted out yeah. although it's funny because like I remember um, when I worked with uh, Jason our friend Jason Cabasi over at the watch uh, the Walking Dead cast uh, I worked with him on the last uh, season for Legion and when we were doing our preseason prep I asked him it's like so uh how did the death of Rick Grimes go? And he goes, is he dead? And I'm like, you're hmm. kidding me. And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I couldn't I couldn't believe that it would be like, you know, they'd Glenn Rick. But yeah, because wasn't the whole like advertising campaign around this season? Like, yeah, Rick's gone. Rick's, 
you know, yeah, done the end of Rick, yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I, as far as his involvement in the show, I'm sure it is. I'm sure that they're like, mm-hmm. you know, if they, I, I heard rumors. I don't know if this is uh, true that they were thinking of bringing him back for like some kind of special movie deal, like kind of like X Files type season five six deal yeah. uh i don't know what became of that or, or or what but um or you know maybe he just needs a couple years off and he can come back later as some kind of fucked up trash person <laughs> i was thinking of him, him him dressed like uh i don't know pinhead from hellraiser sure <laughs> nipples sure. pierced jadis has got him in a leash and a collar with a leash tied to it and he's licking her boots like i don't know crazy shit yeah what has andrew lincoln been doing since this scene sleeping on his piles of money i hope in air-conditioned bliss and you know some posh apartment in london because fuck the atlanta or the the georgia heat and humidity yeah uh so i i don't know i don't know i haven't i've i haven't actually followed his career so okay uh i guess we should talk about this episode uh, yeah, before do we do, we have a few notes of housekeeping. Uh, Jim and I have been hard at work on The Walking Dead and other projects around Bald Move, and it's the middle of the summer. Uh, we're going to take a little time off, uh, so we will not be here with The Walking Dead episode next week, but we thought we could keep the hits rolling. Um, we were looking at some up-and-coming podcasters, and uh, I don't know, Jim, who did we t- tell, the people, tell the people what we're doing here? Uh, I, people probably haven't heard of them, um, because I think they've only done one podcast, but it's uh, a duo called Al and Joe. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they we were listening around to shows, and they seem like you know they haven't they haven't come back for Riverdale, but their first season of Ra Ra Riverdale was actually uh pretty good. I, I really only listened to the first episode of it. Um, super highly rated on iTunes too. Yeah, yeah, like hundred the, the, the fans love them. Four point seven. It's, yeah. it's solid. Yeah, apparently, pretty good. So Al and yeah. Joe are going to be taking over this podcast next week and reviewing season nine, episode six. Uh, and then we'll be back for the following episode. Yeah, we'll, uh, without without missing a beat. So just, just want to let everyone know uh, that that's happened next week. So if you hear some different voices, don't be alarmed. Uh, we'll be we'll be back for 907. To take us into this midseason break. All right, uh, let's get into the recap. We start off with Rick and Morgan. I guess telling him to wake up from his coma and his rebar injury. Uh, both we, we've got this weird flashback thing going, or this mm-hmm. dream state, I guess, which is like mixed with flashbacks. Uh, yeah, so he's in a coma. He's also on the rebar. He's passed out in both, and he's telling himself to wake up uh, as the walkers close in in the real world. And then Rick uses his belt to pull himself off the rebar and crawls over to his horse to make a very slow getaway. Uh, his his getaway, of course, being to lead. I'm I'm I guess I'm amazed by his dedication to the mission. You know, he's mm. actively bleeding out. Uh, he jumps on his horse and then he saunters away. Yeah, saunters. Yeah, uh, to, to try I, and I mean, lead the walkers. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's. Ble- I mean, I thought this is pretty good. You know, like if he paid a heavy price, like it, um, they they did a pretty good job staging the zombies to where they were far enough away that I kind of believed that he would have time to lever himself off like this. I I also like, uh, you know, him take, using his belt to get the extra leverage to pull himself off that rebar. Uh, I, I also thought they were going to do the trick where like he gets almost off and it falls back. And but no, like, you know, he. Yeah. 
Yeah, just just re impales himself, but the 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 one stick of rebar through his guts enough. Um, and I thought that's good. I also like really like this dream imagery of him winding back um in the the hospital, like where we all be this all began. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought some of that True Detective bird work was pretty good, but then when it dissolved the helicopters, like. The effects on this show are all over the place. Like the zombies are always top notch, but some of these digital effects are very, very late '90s syndicated television. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's not just this, but like that swarm of choppers was a very cool concept. They just didn't have, they, they didn't, they, they didn't have the, I don't know, the modeling for it or, or or what, whatever. What are they trying to get at with that? The choppers, because Rick hasn't been taken on the choppers. Is this a premonition or is this from seeing a chopper previously? And that's been sort of subconsciously in his mind. No, that's been one of the enduring mysteries of the show, right? You know, like, what the fuck? Where was this chopper? Where was it going? Et cetera, et cetera. And now you're getting a little bit of hints and clarity on this. But I I don't know, man. I think that uh, I sometimes think they overestimated the appeal of the chopper. Um, and how pe- how desperate people were to get the answer to what it is and, and what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, There's one because, guy yeah. who, who didn't overestimate it, and it's Norman Reedus. Uh, <laughs> he knows all about choppers. That's right. That's right. Uh, he li- li- likes riding them, mm-hmm. likes uh, turning them into post-apocalyptic death machines. All around, all around cool dude. I really thought when he started to take his belt off, he was thinking, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die with my pants off. <laughs> like I had no idea what he was doing when he pulled that belt. Yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, as far as his sauntering, I also thought it was interesting because like uh it seems like he can't gallop very yeah. far. Like his internal injuries are such that like he just can't sustain it. So like you have this very slow moving chase and that's an effective setup for the rest of the episode, you know, like the fact mm-hmm. that he can get uh, uh just far enough to get a little bit of rest and you know, find something, you know, a bandage or something before someone screams, wake up at him. And I thought that was an, a nice little endure, uh, you know, continuing callback concept. And it, it's for a character I care about. So, like, I don't mind a little bit of, uh, you know, belaboring the point a bit when it comes to Rick Grimes. You can take your time mm-hmm. with him, you know, uh, uh, like this is essentially a, a fucking episode long cliffhanger. And yeah. I was there for it. All right, uh, next scene, Jadis tries to start her very best junkyard car, but it's a piece of shit. It doesn't work. The guy on the walkie calls, and she gives him their location and claims she has an A ready for evacuation. Mm Mm-hmm. We, it turns out, I think, we didn't, we don't know what A and B mean. No, I still have no idea. Yeah. Um, I thought A was alpha, B is beta, something like that. But you, your Rick Grimes is not a B, and that and, and scale Gabriel is not an A. Is not an A. So I'm really confused, and I wonder if they'll ever pay any of this stuff off. These post-apocalyptic I, helicopter cults. I assume they will. They have to, right? But but they also can't go over to to Rick on that end, can they? Man, if I don't Andrew know. Lincoln is not going to be on this show. How do they go over to the place where he's being held without showing him? I mean, they can if they get to that point and they still haven't, you know, got the movie or deal or Andrews told him to fuck off. Then I guess he just dies in transport, you know, like he just didn't survive. He's got I mean, he's got a pretty grievous wound. That's uh, you're saying. So you're saying they're not going to show any of this. You don't think they're going to show that community at all, wherever Rick goes for. At so least here's two the thing. Seasons? 
I don't know anything about this. It could entirely possible. It's entirely possible that throughout this whole season, we're going to get five minutes of Rick in helicopter land. I don't know. I don't not know. I don't. I, I have no yeah. idea. Like um, whether he appears at all post like episode nine oh five, or he goes. Does he cut off at nine oh eight or whatever? So like I, I don't know. But my, okay. my thought was like we just won't see Rick for a good long time, and if we go back and you know re meet up with Jadis or this helicopter cult, she could just be. You know, well, the other thing is, like, none of the crew know that he's dead or know that he lived and is kidnapped by this helicopter. Yeah. Right. Right. So, like, um, if they go and we find a helicopter cult and this Jadis is never around or like uh, they mentioned that, like, you know, oh, yeah, Jadis was punished for whatever. I, I, they might. It, that'd be kind of wild to never follow that up. But it'd be entirely plausible in storytelling because the the, the Alexandrians wouldn't know to ask. Right. And the helicopter cult people wouldn't know the significance. So, sure, that would be kind of wild as a fan to see that. Jadis wouldn't tell them because Jadis goes with them, which is yeah. weird. Does she leave Gabriel in the trunk of her car? Like, where's I Gabriel? I don't know where Gate. I don't know where Gabriel's at. They don't show him ever. No, like this whole episode, I thought maybe he would be running in with the survivors at some at some point. Um, well, she's supposed to be think. transporting him right to whatever drop off location. See, I thought that she, the jig was that she said she had an A and she doesn't have an A. So she was going to try to like, like uh, do some, some running and gunning to try to get into that chopper. Um, So he, last I know, he was at the junkyard. Okay. um, So he's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's tied up or anything. I just think he's at the junkyard, probably walking his his happy ass back to Alexandria. (laughs) All right. So Rick continues to lead the walkers away from the bridge, even though he's actively bleeding out. Um, and there's a lot of those scenes of Rick dying on a horse slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we need to talk about them all. So. No, I just it's neat. Like, a, like I I recognized all the locations the first time I saw them. Like, oh, there's there's the the uh, green farm. There's Jer- mm-hmm. Rick's hospital bed. There's the flipped car that like was the where they had to shoot out the start of this whole thing. And it's also like he got shot in the exact same place that he got rebarred. So it also made sense that like in his kind of like dazed state that some of these memories would start running together. It was I felt like there's a little bit more to the hokey kind of like near death stuff than there usually is and stuff like this. Like, you know, he's going through an almost identical experience and also kind of ironic the way he ended up with like the nose tube in his, you know, the oxygen tube in his nose. And that's kind of how we felt found found him in the series. And it's where we're leaving him in the series, I think. So I thought that was structurally pretty cool especially for the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Maggie and substantial bow girl encounter a Walker and they eat up a good bit of screen time, smashing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just showing, uh, Ooh, Maggie's angry. We know yep, she's yep. been angry for a while. The widow out for revenge. Uh, then we get another scene of Rick dying on a horse. This time he finds a house and he goes in and tries to squeeze his guts closed with a dirty rag <laughs> and then passes out again. <laughs> Uh, and there's a lot of um, th- there's a weird focus on this deer head uh-huh. uh, to the point where I was wondering, I was like, is it going to start talking to him or is he going to do some kind of crazy like puppet show with the deer head out a window to get the zombies like excited about it and then go out the back? But no, nah, the deer head <laughs> deer head doesn't pay off at all. I don't know that he could lift a deer head in his current state. Yeah, uh, there's also that would have been hilarious. There's also this weird thing where, like, we... I, what is this? The third third dozen, 
weird post-apocalyptic double murder suicide scene we've seen in this show and like mm-hmm. they don't even no one even comments on it it's just you know fuck there's a big sign outside that says fuck around and find out uh-huh. uh there's two dudes skeletonized dudes with guns in their hands and there's bullet holes all over like i don't i don't know they had the, the harsh georgian winter broke them and they started shooting yeah i, I mean i liked seeing that they were completely decomposed essentially yeah um, they were yeah. just bare skeletons uh which makes you know question what kind of uh sustainability traits the walkers have you know like what mm-hmm. is keeping them upright and moving around uh with skin on their bones mm, a zombie virus it's a hell of a drug yeah uh so rick shares a burger with shane at the scene of the incident that put him in the coma at the beginning of the series And Shane taunts him about Judith being his baby and takes full credit for turning Rick into an asshole. Uh, He deserves a big share of it for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least asshole enough to kill Shane. And Shane encourages Rick to be an asshole to defend his new community. And he wakes up just in time to avoid having his face gnawed by walkers and manages to escape. Um, Man, when they're going back and forth. Uh, I was uh, uh, taunting each other about physical attributes. I was getting visibly excited. And then when when Bernthal said, at least you don't got my ears. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some self-awareness on the walkie. Like his his Shane's lobes of fury have been an ongoing source of fascination on this show. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love it. I fucking love it. It's uh, it was so good. And I just I just really I just really like seeing uh, John and Andrew here doing doing this buddy cop stuff. Uh, yeah, it was, that, it was a really cool scene. I think it's it's better for the the time between the scenes. Like you, we haven't seen Shane in so long that it's such a yeah. fresh uh, fresh breath of air to see him back. But also, I think he's a better actor now. Um, oh yeah, he's, he's been in so many of, other things. Uh huh. And, and yeah. I, I remember, you know, the I remember liking the stuff he was doing in Early Walking Dead, but not mm-hmm. to this degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's clear they're having a lot of fun. It's a good moment. It's a, you know, it's a moment, with a lot of history, uh, not just between the characters and the audience, but also between, yeah, I know that they, uh, had a, had a, a real kind of brotherly camaraderie, um, mm-hmm. in the early goings of, of walking dead. So it was nice. It was nice. I'm glad, uh, that they got all these guys, uh, guys and gals to come back and it really made the, this episode a lot more special than it would have been otherwise. Absolutely. Um, and I, I also really love another thing in this scene, which is the transition from Shane to the walker where he yeah. like Shane kind of leans in for the bite uh-huh. uh, and then Rick snaps awake and the walkers right there trying to bite him. And I feel like they do that. They, yeah, there's they do that, too, at the Herschel scene, which I thought was interesting. We'll, we'll get there. When, we'll talk about that when we get there. But they did. Uh-huh. Yeah. The tra- the transitions and how they seamlessly blend the uh, the death visions with like what's actually going on around them. I thought top notch. Yeah, really makes you feel like he's in a daze, just barely conscious mm-hmm. of his surroundings. Yep. Uh, all right, Michonne and Judith play with shells, and a guy comes up and tells Maggie, uh, tells Michonne rather that Maggie has arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie wants to kill Negan, but Michonne is literally standing in her way, and so they have to talk it out. Maggie says she can't live with Glenn's murderer alive, but Michonne has no answers for her, and so she hands over the keys to Maggie um, to Negan's cell, and instead of killing Negan. Maggie lets him talk and eventually realizes that he's living a fate worse than death, so she spares him. Uh, and then substantial bow girl comes up and says, something's happening at the camp. Which, I'm not even sure how they knew that, but okay. 
Yeah. Um, a couple things here. I really like baby. I really like little ass kicker, little Judith. Uh, when there's this interesting tonal clash where clearly the Alexandrian guard and Michonne are worried about Maggie showing up, but Judith is like, aunt Maggie. And mm. I thought that was really cute. Um, and you know, I really, man, Maggie sh- squaring off against Michonne was a real moment. And I'm like, man, I wonder how this is going to go down because I don't think Maggie can take Michonne. Uh, but I also don't know if Michonne's got it in her to cut Maggie down, especially for yeah. Negan. Um, and it's a pretty long talky scene, but I thought it was all good. Like it's just essentially, um, this is essentially all the things that's led up the, you know, like a, all sides kind of being represented about like, well, this is why we did it. Well, it was dumb. You know, it wasn't Rick's call. Well, it's already, well, no, you're right. But the call was made and now we're here. Um, and the way it resolved where it's like where Michonne just kind of trusted Maggie to like, well, okay, you know, the stakes, you love this community as much as I do. Uh, Rick's not here. Here's the keys. Do what you got to do. And I wonder how much Michonne knew that it would go this way because, you know, this, this was on the back of Michonne having her little, you know, private audience with uh, Negan. Yeah. So I think I wonder if she thought that Maggie would come to the same the same conclusion as she did. Um, but I also thought either way it was a, it was a nice a moment of faith because also can you imagine like Rick coming home and finding out that Michonne just get handed her the keys like that would have been a real rift in their relationship probably. So mm-hmm. yeah, is it was good stuff. Uh, what did you think about Maggie and the go- uh, I keep on wanting to say he's the governor Mag- yeah. Maggie and Negan? Uh, I so I like it. Um. I, th- I think it makes a certain amount of sense, you know, if if killing Negan is just going to... Well, okay, so I guess I don't know exactly where she comes down on this. She says something at the end that's like, not not this is what you deserve and I want you to suffer more, but like you've already suffered. Yeah, uh, you're already so worse I, I don't, than the, dead. The dead is repaid, right? Like I don't need to kill yeah. you because this has happened to you, but she lets him go on that way in perpetuity. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's like, oh, the continued justice of having him living in hell is what mm-hmm. I'm after, or if I've already gotten what I'm after and I just don't care about this anymore. I think it's like, yeah, that like this is a fate worse than death for Negan. Negan's eager. In fact, Negan wants her to kill him. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything he can to like, you know, goad her into doing that, taunting her over how much he enjoyed killing Clint, uh, taunting her over like, you know, her position in the society. Like, you know, telling that it's like, I, yeah, I enjoy killing, get your justice. Um, don't punk out like Rick did, uh, like just really trying everything. And she kind of realizes that just the way Michonne did, like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is what he wants. This is what he wants. And why give him that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Now the, the problem I guess is, <laughs> Are they just going to have like a line like of people that want to kill Negan and they go in and they, they like does everyone like at, at what point do people just trust that like, oh, you know, Negan's actually being appropriately punished. Uh, I, I don't I don't know, because like the rest of the community, there's a lot of, like Daryl is Daryl going to go along with this like Jesus. I think he so the, the original three conspirators were Jesus, Maggie and Daryl. Um, two out of three, I think, are satisfied that justice has been done. Mm-hmm. Um, now that Rick has, uh, the, the, uh, Daryl's the wild card because now that Rick is apparently dead, like, what's going to stop him? Because like he does, I don't think Daryl gives as much shits about. Although I don't know because like Daryl, 
this would be a fate worse than death for Daryl too. And I think he kind of intuitively understands that. Hmm. Yeah. To be hmm. a caged wildcat. I mean, yeah, maybe that's where he comes down. It's like, you know, this is actually not humane. It's actually better to just, you know, give him a quick death and move on instead of like keeping this fucking altar to misery in, in the heart of our community. Yeah. I feel like they need to go find that bat. Yeah. They need to do say they can't just leave it because like, like I'm just telling you, man, if they don't find a bat within the season, we're going to see a scene of him going out there and retrieving it in some kind of thunderstorm situation. Uh-huh. Lightning the striking it, of, him becoming like a yeah, yeah super powered <laughs> uh, out of Frankenstein kind of creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get some bolts sticking out of his neck. He's he's already got all the leather. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. Got no, the, I the patchy hair. He's like scratching his head or something and mm-hmm. like pulling. Yeah. The, pulling hairs out of the side it's yeah you can't you can't leave negan's prized weapon just out there for grabs for anybody because the other thing is like uh you know that's all negan's like one of his lieutenants would need to to lead a band of resistance like i have lucille mm-hmm. i am the new negan we are negan they already that was already the cult anyway yeah. like god it seems so stupid to leave it out there i hope that they're lying about that i hope that was just something michonne said to torment the the uh, the torment Negan. I keep on calling the governor. Damn. Yeah. And also, are you surprised that Negan's this broken? Because when Maggie got him out of the cell, I'm like, oh, he's gonna try. He's gonna do. He's gonna try something with Maggie. There's no. He's got nothing to lose. He's gonna try to grab her crowbar or something. Um, but he's so broken that he just meekly accepts the order to go back in the cell and lock it. Yeah. Now it's it was um a little surprising. I think, you know, the the hunger strike that he was on was probably a good mm-hmm. thing here because I kept feeling like, you know, he's a big guy. I don't think he could take Maggie in his current state, though, because. Yeah, he is really broken down. Yeah, he's not been eating. Um, he's got to be malnourished and he hasn't been moving around a lot. So he looks very old now that he's growing yeah. a beard out and it's like, you know, Snow White. Um, he, he and, uh, you know, he's he's all fucked up. He's got that big scar on the side of his head. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not the monster that was hydraulically bouncing uh, up and down over over Glenn as right. he beat his brains out. You know, he's he's this kind of broken old man. And uh, I'm glad we did get a little bit of scenes to show that because otherwise yes. this would have been like whiplash. No, they, they definitely uh, did like just enough to tell me that Negan was not in any condition to fight back here. Yeah. Plus, he's been like uh, he, he's been in here for like over at least a year because Maggie said it's been a year and a half since Glenn got his brains beat out. I think that timeline tracks. So he's probably been in prison for a year now, uh, just wasting away, watching the rest of the world move on. So I think I think it, they, they did enough that it all checked out. I, I bought it. Yeah. Okay. Um, this next set of scenes is kind of tough to call a cutoff point on. Well, um, before we do that, because you mentioned about this, uh, we should talk about this too. How did they know that something was going on at the camp? Yeah. yeah. My only get because like, where the fuck did Daryl go? Like Rick and Daryl were right there before Rick got rebarred and he had his motorcycle. Where was he heading at the end of last episode? He was headed off to what, Alexandria, maybe? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm guessing that Daryl finally made it back and said, oh, my God, Rick, there's there's something crazy's happening. Rick's trying to save the bridge, blah, blah, blah. And that's how they knew to come. But But why would they think it was at the camp? Like he he said specifically, I'm not going to lead them to the bridge. Yeah, it, I think they could have used a scene where like r- literally Daryl rides up and says, oh, my God, something going on with Ricky. I come and they could have just left it kind of nebulous. But it's weird. This like kind of game of post-apocalyptic telephone they're playing. It was a little messy. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, stop me if you want to talk about any of this stuff because okay. there's a lot to talk about and it's a big scene or series of scenes. So Rick continues to die on his horse as he flashes back to Herschel's farm. Uh, he and Herschel talk about the goal of building this new society and finding his family. And Herschel tells him to wake up. And maybe we could break here uh, because he yeah. wakes up for like 1.7 seconds. Yeah, no. Um, I I like this scene. They got Scott Wilson back. Uh, Scott Wilson's always been one of the uh, really good, calming, like forces for good characters on the show. You know, he's name checked in every damn season. Like Maggie always like that's kind of her North Star Mm -hmm. uh, moral compass. Like after uh, Jeffrey DeMunn died, I can't even remember what the hell that guy's name was. Like he for a long time was kind of the moral compass of the show. Dale. Dale and then uh, you got Herschel and I like that he kind of came back and he's, he's in his clean cut farmer days and mm-hmm. he's living on this beautiful like paradise version of the farm uh, and it's just it's good I'd like him talking about uh, you know like uh, Rick apologizing for failing Maggie and he's like my girl's strong and my grandson's my grandson's just going to make her that much stronger mm-hmm. and you know Rick worrying about keeping his family together and and Herschel saying you don't you don't need to do that, son. Like it, it's it's a really good scene, and I don't know. I was kind of got a little bit of a father figure from uh, the way Scott played Herschel to Rick, and mm-hmm. felt like that's what what Rick needed to hear in this moment in between death visions. Yeah, um, it, it was excellent. This- I I really enjoy Scott Wilson. So yeah, they did this weird thing where um like herschel touched his hand his wound this when he said wake up and then when rick was on his they actually had that hand still on him in the real in in real life huh okay and it wasn't a zombie hand it wasn't andrew lincoln's bloody hand it was like them then playing again with breaking the boundaries of what's real and not real and i i I kind of came down on the side of i think i thought it was cool yeah yeah for sure um so yeah like i said he wakes up uh but then quickly passes out again and flashes back to the hospital um, from the beginning of the series and he opens the don't dead open inside doors yep. <laughs> which now just say dead open inside uh-huh uh-huh uh and he finds uh a field of dead bodies which include daryl and beth doodlebug uh yeah maggie sasha so many yeah like basically everyone he knows i think is in that group um and mm-hmm. they sasha gets up and tells Rick to be okay with whatever happens because he did his part just like everyone did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really all he needed to do. And then she says, wake up. Yeah. Cut and again. I thought, do you want to talk about this? No, I decided this was, uh, I've talked about the shoddy effects work, um, but I thought this was not quite solid and real, but did what it needed to do. I thought the, this, like this world of corpses was a very interesting visual and like, um, and then it, it, it contrasted yeah. with what, um, Sasha was saying about like, you know, you worry about like, yeah, you know, the good people dying, the dead people dying and whether it all evens out in the end, it doesn't just even out. It, it, it it's, it all balances to the good towards the good and the brain. And I, you know, I, I fucking want to believe that. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was, uh, another, uh, it's another pretty powerful moment for the show. You, you got a joke, though, I can tell. No, it, yeah, it's. it felt to me like the world's most horrific, like, Matrix loading screen. <laughs> like, they're, they're booting into a program here, and they're just yeah. like, oops, I summoned the bodies instead of the guns. Yeah, or, or like... 
the world's ultimate dead baby joke. Like, you know, right, right. what's grosser and gross? What's gross? Uh, a giant worldside field of corpses. What's grosser and gross? Rick Grimes cleaning it up with a snowblower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. Like, where's Waldo? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure uh-huh. you can probably they composited just about everybody in there. Um, some people were turned, you know, their faces were turned away, so you couldn't quite tell. But I thought I saw Abraham even in there. I'm gonna assume um, that that is not actually Beth because they don't show her face. Probably not. Yeah, and there's, and also it's like some people that we are still alive were also like Daryl was laying there dead. So it's it's not yeah. like this is everyone's dead. This is just like everyone that Rick fears to to lose, I guess. And right. probably even I, I thought I saw a couple of the people he's personally killed there too. So it's not just even just the friends we've lost along the way. It's just all the death that he's seen uh, and fears to see. Uh, and I thought it was pretty powerful visual metaphor. Yeah, so then he he does wake up. He falls off his horse at the camp, and the horse runs off, stranding him. Uh, the walkers close in, but a group of survivors, including Michonne, shows up just in time to save him. And Michonne tells Rick not to die. Unfortunately, that was all a dream. And I, I remember thinking, how did how did everyone get here? Because I... Where was everybody? Did they did they all kind of communicate and posse up at some place and then Yeah, they must have rallied at Alexandria, yeah. And I was thinking it's so fucking weird. I don't know if this is possible. And then they reveal it's a dream and I'm like, okay, great. But then it happens exactly that the same. But yeah. times ten. Like Jesus mm-hmm. is there? How the fuck did yeah. Jesus get here? Is this is this camp equidistant from every single other community? Well, I wonder if Jesus how did Jesus leave things with Maggie? Because he knew what she was going to do at Alexandria. I wonder if he's like a half hour after he left or whatever was like, you know, maybe we ought to go over to Alexandria because all hell could be breaking loose. We might need to save Maggie from a mob. We might need to save a mob for Maggie. We might need to do. Uh-huh. So like, I guess. But you're right. It's very sloppy, Joe. No, everyone's I- there. Everyone. It also, I think, kind of suits Greg and Nicotero's style because Greg doesn't give a fuck. So, like, having a kind of a messy script where a guy's fading in and out of consciousness and he's essentially being... Because I, I made sense of him being at the camp because I'm at the, you know, the horse, if if your rider passes out, the horse just kind of goes on autopilot. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I remember uh, uh, I, I used to know the sheriff in a northern Indiana town talk about, like, uh, pulling over Amish. They're just passed out drunk in, in their buggies. And the horse is just <laughs> horse is just taking him home from the bar because it knows the way, right? The horse uh, doesn't know about stop signs and stoplights, which is why he got pulled over and arrested. But like, so like you know, if Rick passes out, the horse is going to be like, ah, fuck, I don't know. I'll either go to the hilltop or the camp, I guess. And he he took him to the camp, which was the the wrong place. But that that all yeah. made sense too. But like I said, this this weird story kind of suited Nicotero's directing style, which is avant garde, yeah, non linear. Yeah. <laughs> avant disregard (laughs) yeah uh yeah yeah so it's a dream he wakes up long enough to leave the walkers across the bridge that is built unfortunately too strong to crumble under their weight (laughs) and the survivors show up for real this time every single one of them all at the same time in a big group uh, Mm. and try to save rick as the herd closes in rick decides to blow the bridge with dynamite killing himself in the process or apparently killing himself. Yeah, yeah. M- making a good show for the rest of Alexandrians because I think everyone there thought, oh, well, that's 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 Rick Grimes. I was um, impressed that he was still a crack shot when he's been bleeding out for hours. Yeah, I think that's the... 
because I was wondering, like, you know, why not just step back 30 feet? But then I was thinking, like, you know, that's it's a pretty heavy gun with a lot of recoil. He's barely able to lift it up to, like, snap shots at point blank zombies. I don't think he could make that shot from, like, 50 feet. Yeah. So it kind of, like, it's one of the rare things where, like, goddamn, The Walking Dead paid attention to the staging and the set and the terrain and, like, everything mm-hmm. that was happening kind of made sense from yeah, except for everyone how it was developed. Up. Yeah, I I don't know how everyone gets together in one single group and shows up all at the same time. It, yeah, sloppy Joe, you're right about that. They, yeah. And they could have they, they uh, thirty seconds of insert shots could have explained mm-hmm. so much because you want them all there. You want sure. if Rick Grimes going to die, you don't want it to be unwitnessed, right? You don't want to no. be like, oh wow, we found you know we we found the blown up bridge and no Rick Grimes. Like what happened to him? You, then you they'd want be everyone for, him for two seasons. Yeah, and also I think that this is going to be something that galvanizes. Like Rick is be- going to become this messianic figure. Uh, hell, he oh. might even ra- rise and return in their hour of need. Uh-huh. Um, but like all the beef between the communities and whether you know these sacrifices are worth it. How the fuck is Maggie going to act like you know she's going to piss all over Carl and Rick's project when the they themselves paid the ultimate price for it? I don't think she can do it. Sure. Um, so I think that's, you know, uh, now it's going to be uh, the the heart. Well, I, that's the oh, that's the thing that's really irritating about the time jump forward is I was really into like Michonne writing up some articles of, you know, uh, uh, some 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 town charter shit and like, you know, getting it debated and pushed through. I wanted to see some, yeah. you know, some 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 uh, what set 16th century policy working i yeah, I, I thought i was kind of geared up for it it's not it's not the drama that this show trades in uh this show trades in much cheaper drama um but man they could they could they had they could have pivoted to a little bit of game of thrones action with some mm-hmm. wheeling and dealing and some betrayals and you still got the kind of nefarious uh savior complex that was gonna you know uh, uh, no one fully trusts and all that kind of stuff because you know noticeably uh, they're absent, you know, they're, they're, I think it's, 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 it means something that you have representatives from the kingdom and the hilltop and well, no, wait, yeah, uh, Quilted Mountain was there. Is, Quilted Mountain was there, right. Um, oh, Ezekiel like, was there too. Yeah. He, well, he, he was showed. in the dream. I don't think he was in the the actual one though. Was oh, he, he wasn't. Okay. I don't think so. But you, but you have right. representatives from all the communities except for uh, Savior. Um, unless Boston Rob is there and I didn't, I didn't see it, but like, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that's going to so. be, yeah, I wonder if that's going to be the big dividing thing that everyone's going to be on the same page except for the saviors. And then what does that look like? Yeah. I think you gave me, uh, the new, my, my new favorite name for the sanctuary, which is the savior complex, the savior. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty <laughs> yeah, they, good. I never even thought of it, but they collectively have one. Yeah. Uh, um, and they, you know, there's a lot of stuff like I, the blood pouring out of Rick, because that's when I started like, because uh, I, I was still up until that point thinking, oh, he's going to figure out a way to get out of this, and and he'll die later on in the season. But like, God, I was like, man, this is this is some really bad shit. And yeah. the the explode, I, I I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, it wasn't good. Hmm. This water, <laughs> no, this this water is so bad. Z- a Xenia warrior princess shit. Hercules legendary journeys. It's some UPN, mm. uh, you know, fucking syndicated. It's, it's worse bullshit. than that because, like in Xena, they would at least go to like the director's ranch and go to a yeah. creek, and they would film at the side <laughs> of the creek. Here, right. they just 
where are they filming like the la aqueduct like the la I don't river know. and I don't and they know. just like cg in everything around it i don't it looked bad. It looked terrible. The, the 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 water effect itself was bad. It was composited poorly. Yep. It's just in. I don't understand. And this is the this is the reason we quit watching the show. I don't understand why they're so fucking cheap. Why they're so fucking cheap on this show. Yeah, every other you show can, make, can do this no problem. You can make convincing, convincing water effects. You can yep. composite them in the scene. You know they've been doing it for a long time seamlessly. Uh, and the, the worst part of it is that. The ideas here were cool, like really yeah. cool. I love the visual aside from the poor effects. I love the visual of all these walkers walking through this fire and then just waterfalling into the river. Yeah, it's that was super cool. Very cool. But it's spoiled it, by bad effects. Yeah, yeah. It really was the the fly in the ointment. Yeah. Horse fly, big fly. <laughs> Wasn't something you can't 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 not notice. Uh, and then the fly in the ointment of this episode is the next scene where Jadis sees the aftermath of the bridge explosion and hears radio chatter. We realize that every tear shed for Rick as he was torn apart in the bridge explosion explosion was misplaced as trash lady sees Rick washed up on the banks of the river and decides to call him in as a bee instead of double crossing the people in the chopper. They agree to the deal and Rick wakes up in a helicopter to see an untrustworthy trash monster claiming that he's safe now. And they mm-hmm. fly off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, the worst fate for Rick, right? It's, it's. I, I mean, the last couple of episodes have been spent saying how much Jadis realizes Rick doesn't trust her mm-hmm. and how there's this weird arrangement she has with this helicopter crew. And I just feel like Rick is going to be in a bad place going forward. Uh, you're not wrong. And also, man, I just, there were some cool moments like Michonne desperately last of the Mohicaning to try to get to Rick's side to save him, uh, running through the forest. Like there was some genuine moments and, uh, you know, like watching Michonne lose her fucking mind and Maggie and Carol, you know, uh, other two other characters we have a massive amount of history with holding her back and like even Daryl being on the verge of tears like it was really fucking powerful stuff and then you know Rick flies off in a dumpster yeah. with the trash <laughs> so lady this time jump um, which uh, I don't know we can talk about it in a second but th- this time yeah. jump really puts a damper on that whole emotional note uh, of the ending of this uh, episode because yeah. We don't get to see the reaction, the longer term, you know, short term, but longer term than just initial shock uh, of Maggie reacting to Rick's death. We don't get to see how it's going to affect Daryl unless they're still being affected by it six years later or whatever. Yeah, I, I man, it seems like a. I haven't seen the rest of the season, obviously, but it seems like a, a tactical error to not spend three episodes to get into the, you know, like do the time jump at the end of episode 908 and give your characters for fucking once in their life a chance to right. like grieve. You can't you can't give a couple episodes to get to get everyone's reaction to losing Rick Grimes. Like we have to fast forward the plot because then and, and yeah. can't dwell on it man if i As were in, in the, the writer's room absolutely not you can't go away from this moment this is the drama yeah this is the drama you've been building to for uh, how long have have rick and michonne been together how long have rick and daryl been together i mean right 10 10 seasons nine seasons at this point you've been building yeah. this you got to stay in it for at least yes. a while 
Because, like, also you've got, you set some stakes here. Like, Michonne was uh, fighting her own battle for, like, you know, what is, what's worth living. And, you know, uh, she'd found, like, she was, like, teetering into, like, becoming Negan last episode. And now you're just going to cut away from this massive thing that's happened to her. Like, how does she find the strength to live for for Judith? How does uh, she find the strength to continue to you know, uh, do this community project that she's invested in. Like, there's so many interesting things. And it's just like, you know, from a storytelling perspective, why you'd want to yada yada through, like, all these old friends and comrades, like, drinking to Rick Grimes, telling Rick Grimes stories. Like, we need that as a... Not only was it believable for an audience, but or for, for the characters themselves, but as an audience, who says no to, like, 45 minutes of our favorite characters reminiscing about the the, the, the death of this, this, their, this important and influential leader? Like, right. damn. Damn. Right. No, it, it feels like this is Walking Dead just doesn't know how to handle those moments. And so they skip right past them. Yeah. And I guess I'd rather than do that than do a shit job at it. Sure. Because that would be yeah. infuriating. So maybe they're just like, you know, fuck it. Play to the strengths. Let's just keep it light and breezy. Keep the zombies uh, ZZ. And... <laughs> but uh, I that's the other thing. It's like, you know, this big of a time jump. What does zombies are already in pretty poor shape. Uh, what the hell do zombies look like four years later or five years later or six? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, zombies should be getting to their extinction point, I would think. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to be stationary dangers, if that. But no, no, there's still massive herds. Yeah. That can yeah, menace. Let's, and I, let's yeah, move d- on to that scene. Okay, yeah, let's talk about Because I, I got, I, I, oof, 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 I got some things to say about it. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. Uh, I'll make it quick. There are a pack of random survivors fighting off a bunch of walkers with no weapons to speak of. Uh, they're saved by a child with a gun that's uh, claiming to be Judith Grimes. Now, a gun, a gun that's taller than she is. Like this, is, <laughs> where did she get Rick Grimes? Where did she get uh, his revolver? That's what I want to know. That's a good did question. Did he get blown Maybe out of it, his it, holster? And yeah, it just. Uh, I guess it was in his just, hand at the time. So yeah, so he went flying. The heavier gun stayed still. I, I could buy it. I'd buy yeah. it. And she's got okay. the hat, the iconic hat. I'm here for that. Yeah. Um. Do you think these dumb fucks are going to be major characters? Because I'm not impressed with a single one of them. Holy no. moly. How, how like, did they survive? How have they lived this long with literally using sticks as weapons? And I just, I mean, I don't know. Because I felt like that one thing the show did is like cast substantial people for mm-hmm. big parts. Like I've never, you know, like uh, uh, when Abraham and Sasha and Eugene showed up, like, you know, Eugene was annoying, but because he was supposed to be right yeah. that was kind of his character arc and uh i just think of like the original cast they had of course that's all darabont but these people look like c-tier characters from fear the walking dead in fact i when i saw this girl throwing this machete around i'm like is this literally the red machete girl that oh. is, is is this the is this the fucking extra tier actor mm-hmm. that they brought in from like these little digital shorts that they forced into commercials and I'm supposed to give I don't like I don't like Maybe. uh I don't know. Maybe I should give him some chance, but I didn't think they moved really well. I thought their battle tactics were goofy. I thought their banter was dumb. I don't like their faces. Uh I mean, they, they, they got themselves to get surrounded in an open field. I Yeah. Like, th- these people seem too ill-equipped uh to deal with this challenge to have lasted this long. But you're supposed to get this idea that this is a this is like a Rick group caller. Like this is this is Rick Grimes group right before they uh, happened upon Alexandria, I think. OK, like, you know, they've they've lived a long time. Mm-hmm. 
what are their stories? Who are they? They're they're formidable. They've survived both zombies and crazy post-apocalyptic uh, people to 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 get to this point. And I just didn't buy it. You know, it's also starting to feel, you know, as artificial as it felt two seasons ago or whatever to be introduced to a new group. It also mm-hmm. it feels extra artificial now. Um, it, it seems like it's a pattern within Walking Dead. Like, yeah. okay, we've resolved one thing. How are we ever going to get to anything interesting again? Oh, yeah. I know. Let's just have a new group of survivors join the mix and they cause problems. Like, And you don't need it because we have whole communities that we don't even know. Right. Like, if I'm Substantial Bow Girl and I see this casting call go out for six new main characters, I'm like, fuck you. Or if I'm the the quilted mountain that rides, I'm like, (laughs) you know, all you know about me is I'm kind of a goofy dude that likes axes and and mixes my Shakespeare with my dude. Like, he's got a girlfriend now, maybe a wife. Can I get to know any of these people? Can I get to know the blacksmith before you need him to be in a... Like, if you keep on bringing all these new doofuses and ignore all the background... Yeah. What the hell? I don't know. It's 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 frustrating. Um, I don't want to know the blacksmith. The blacksmith seems know? like a dumbass to me. <laughs> yeah, the guy that can't copy a, a plow from a book. Yeah, gotta have the real thing. I think it's because he's. I think you know what? I don't think he's gonna copy it. I think he's just gonna unbolt the steel thing, put it on two new sticks of wood, and take credit for it. <laughs> yeah. Look at this thing I smithed. That took me thirty days. I'm gonna have to take a break for this. <laughs> Ah right. damn! I, we'll I beat so many so I beat so many swords into this. My my blacksmithing hands worn out. I'm gonna have to go fishing for like six weeks to recharge. See ya. Have fun planting these crops, guys. Yeah, like yeah, I'm with you. What a dick. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Uh, so yeah, Rick's dead, not dead. Uh, still on the show. Gonna come back. However many la- years later, I mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm really so the, going into the next episode, um, which, you know, as we mentioned, uh, we're leaving an Alan Joe's capable hands. I'm really interested in seeing uh, what is going on with Negan mm-hmm. because him just being this crazy weak person in jail is not interesting. So they're going to have to do something with him, I think. Yeah. Um, how does Judith, how, is, is Judith going to be like fun or is she going to be like early season Carl? where she just exists to do stupid shit and not listen to their parents and show their parents show her parents being uh incapable of raising a person in an apocalypse and uh, be annoying or is she going to be something like a legitimately cool uh you know is, is she, uh, like i i want um you know lucas's sister vibes from 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 stranger things I want I want a I want a little a little person or a little a kid a little kid actor that actually is cool mm-hmm. and I admire not one that makes me want to grit my teeth until my molars explode. I'm really curious to see like uh, I feel like Maggie and Michonne are kind of now the de facto de facto leaders of all the communities and they've yeah. like gone through like a special like you know there's a lot of trust and stuff forged in this episode between them not that they needed a bunch before but like man they got like each other's backs uh stacked deep um and i th- th- there's there any other like a daryl the uh, hell is daryl daryl kind of walked off into the woods alone yeah i mean daryl is weird he, he doesn't seem to want much um to do with the new uh, way of things, I guess. Like he, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be a leader. Like he tried to do that in sanctuary. He, that's not Daryl. So he doesn't want I, to be a farmer. 
doesn't want to be a politician. Right. He just wants to be an outrider, you know? I mean, I feel like he could he could go over to the sanctuary and be pretty happy just working on his bikes all day. Got all yeah. the gas he wants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. The person I'm I'm interested to see what happens with is Carol because there was the proposal mm. that was on the table, right, with Ezekiel. Yep. And yep. I think six or so, like however many years on, we'll probably see that having... I don't know, taking place. Um, they might yeah. be married. Her and Ezekiel as king and queen of the kingdom would be pretty fucking sweet. And I, I, the, what does that even look like? Does she go along with it? Or is she just like perpetually like, could you come? No, get yeah. get off the horse. Ezekiel, come on. What? Come on. It's got to be that. You don't it's even have a tiger anymore. You don't even have a tiger anymore. What? What is this king stuff? <laughs> be a pre- be, be, be a mayor. Be a president. Just, just stop yeah. this. You don't need it anymore, man. I, w- I want to see... Does Carol he keep that up in the bedroom? Big, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I want to see her with some big gray dreads, like down to her oh, ass. Oh yes, long white dreads. That would be that would be a fucking look, man. Yeah, that would be that that would be a striking couple on horseback coming at you. Hell yeah. Um, she can ride a, a black one. horse with those big yeah. long white dreads, and he can wi- yeah. ride a white horse with his big black dreads. That would be a satisfying arc to come back and and like. Carol has now become this like elder stateswoman. She's at like kind of peace and secure with herself and her community. You know, she's been such a restless ghost for so many seasons. Like, the, yeah, for, plus, for plus, her to end but up like definitely that, definitely with nice. dreads. With dreads. With that, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. You can be a wrestler. You can be a, 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 a formerly a formerly restless ghost with dreads for sure. That, that's what for I'm sure. invested in. Like, she can right. be whatever she wants to be with the dreads. The dreads. <laughs> okay. All right. I hear you. I hear you. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on Team Carol dreads. <laughs> Uh, and you know what a substantial bow girl turn out to be? Does she pick up a crossbow? Does she pick up? Uh... Isn't Rosita still kicking around too? Yeah, Did she's she out like, there. Is she like? Is she, has she had? She had like fifteen seconds in this mm-hmm. this season. Um, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if she's, that she's kind of like in the process of slowly exiting the show. Are they going to rebuild that bridge? Uh, they. I mean. I think they have to, right? Like they mm-hmm. made it seem like if that bridge doesn't exist, like trade between the uh, communities is impractical. Like yeah. it would take like a three day, four day o- odyssey to to support. Which I don't know. That does, that seems doable. Yeah. What else you got going on? You got you convoy up, and maybe it's not as convenient. But but Sitting no, the I blacksmith. Think... He's not doing anything. <laughs> well, I need you to find me a bridge. You know, I'm gonna need you to <laughs> right. find me preferably covered. Bring that thing back, and I'll see what I can do. Uh yeah, I don't know. I wonder if um it would be interesting to see Aaron and uh Daryl pair up. Like mm-hmm. we've always can you know how like Aaron's original pos- was like to scout out and find the new survivors and stuff. I think him and Daryl would be really good at that. And Oh, I thought uh, you meant like pair up, pair up. Oh no, I don't I like I said, I'm, I'm kind of pair up. Like my current thinking in Daryl's he's just like uh he's either th- through trauma or genetics uh, asexual. Yeah. I just don't think uh you know he's he's uh in any 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 twinkle in his loins died with doodlebug unfortunately fair <laughs> all right and uh, and carol and carol shacking up with the king that that, uh-huh. that broke him too so that's it that's all i got yeah uh again we will not be back next week next week we'll have uh, alan joe from the raw raw riverdale fabulous spectacular raw raw riverdale podcast uh Check it out if you want to see their their work going into next season. They're going to come back and and do 906 right. And then we'll be back for 907, 908, uh, bring in the midseason, probably consider some feedback, see what people are thinking so far. 
Um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for man. It feels like the end of an era, even though Andrew Lincoln and Rick Grimes are still alive and well at the end of this episode. Yeah, but yeah, it's a big. And we're it's also a big, like a year plus behind, two years behind on this, so it's like yeah. a weird end of an era for us, but not for anybody else. But this was a moment. This was a moment, um, and there is some problems here and there. But overall, I think they did. They did. Uh, they did right by Andrew Lincoln, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm interested to see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, send that feedback into Watching Dead or Walking Dead at BaldMove.com. They both work. Uh, we'll consider that feedback in a mid-season point. We'll be back in two weeks. Have fun with Alan Joe. Until next time, I'm Aaron, and I'm Jim. Later. Later.